Today, we are talking a bit more about anger and intense emotions and a tool we can use when we feel them. It's part of the self-forgiveness and self-acceptance I'm going to be embarking upon over the next few episodes. So, if you are experiencing some intense emotions like anger and you want another idea on how to work through it, listen in as I've been using this tool a lot lately myself and I'd love to share it with you. Hi, I'm Brenda Reese, freedom and forgiveness coach and a person just like you that is learning to navigate life and all of its challenges. I teach a forgiveness process like no other. It's a blend of practical and spiritual forgiveness. This process guides you into knowing how unforgiveness can be keeping you stuck in your relationships, both personally and professionally, and how it prevents you from releasing resentment and finding joy. Each week, I share practical and some not-so-practical tips, tools, and advice from myself and other people that are on this journey just like us. This is for you if you are ready to turn your pain into peace. Welcome to the Forgive Yourself Podcast. I've already done an episode around anger. And yet you've been chatting with me about how it keeps coming up and how seeing it reflected out in the world has been pretty disconcerting. It is also something that came up for me recently in a family situation, and I found myself using this four-step process quite a bit over these last few weeks, and I thought maybe it would help you too. It's important to share with you that I had to step away from the podcast and some other things over these last few weeks. Part of my own self-forgiveness and self-acceptance has been learning to give myself space when processing, because if I come to you in the middle of my process, it can feel like you are being dumped on. There is a lot of so-called authenticity. When people get on social media and they rant and they rave or they're sobbing, and that's what they feel they need to do to process. My approach is different. Instead of coming to people in the middle of the emotional storm, like we see on social media, I wait. I do my processing with my inner circle, where they hold space for me to vent and cry and tell my story, and then they ask if they can provide feedback. Now I can say yes or no, and if I say no, we agree to come back to it because my deep desire is to learn and grow. And there is a trust there with them that has been cultivated where I don't feel judged. I feel held and I trust that they have my own best interests at heart. Again, I am going to emphasize this has been cultivated. When I do all of that, then I can come to you with my process and share from a very different authentic place where I can be real and raw, but I'm not dumping on you. This processing time that I needed to take meant that I wasn't able to do any podcast episodes because I needed that space. What that also means is that I wasn't being consistent, like the marketing world and coaching out there is telling me to do, and I felt bad about it at first, beating myself up. Yet in doing my own self-forgiveness process, I was able to work through it. 
And what that entailed was I stopped listening to what the marketing world said, even if it is said with good intentions. And I was able to stop beating myself up and know that I needed this space to really process this deeper healing. That's self-forgiveness and acceptance in action. Now, before I get into the four-step process, I'd like to share a bit about my anger and my reflection and then my discovery. As you know, my husband has been diagnosed with vascular dementia, and that has been quite the process for the last three years. With vascular dementia, it is tougher to detect because people can seem quite normal, and then they go into a decline, and then they come back to what seems to be normal, and then the decline, and on it goes. Yet, there is always a decline happening, which means that, you know, the body stiffens, the walking becomes harder, there's more shuffling, his judgment is affected, and he's not able to take care of, like, the finances or household maintenance or even drive anymore. So there's been a lot happening. This has been going on for the last three years, with a pretty good decline happening since December. And I was letting the family know all that was happening. And then, when he got sick in April and was hospitalized, it was shocking to some of the family members that I thought had an understanding of what was happening. Yet, they did not. Whenever we are shocked or traumatized, we go into fight, flight, or freeze. Fight is where these family members went, and it was aimed at me. Now, I was surprised and shocked myself because I'm already dealing with the shock of the whole ordeal with my husband's sickness and hospitalization and all that entailed. So I found myself pretty upset. Well, in shock at first, then angry, very upset. And I was finding myself wanting them to understand how hard it has been and all that I've been doing to get my husband the care he needs with caregivers and memory care and also to give myself a break because as some of you know, caregiving is very, very challenging. Yet, they couldn't hear it. Now, because of the work I have done and I continue to do, instead of staying in victim when I went into that shock and surprise, because that's where I went first, yet I was able to catch myself after a bit and realize that they aren't hearing me. In that realization, I came to the conclusion that I needed to set up a boundary and do more work around what was coming up for me. Taking a deeper look at what was the reflection for me, like what beliefs were coming up, where was I giving away my power, Oh, there's that people-pleasing pattern coming up. That's just to name a few for myself. And a big one was being disrespected. That hurt. My dignity and integrity was continually being pushed upon and tested. And that is something that really brought up some deep hurts that I was able to look at and work on seeing the reflection that they were showing me. Because that's the only thing I can do. I can only change me. Like the serenity prayer says, God, grant me the serenity 
to accept the things I cannot change, which is everyone and everything, the courage to change the things I can, which is me, and the wisdom to know the difference. I do want to say that when we see this kind of behavior coming at us, it doesn't mean that the action of the other person or people are good, right? We're not condoning bad behavior. We are setting a boundary first and then taking a look at what is being reflected for each of us so that we can do something about it. And then we are not allowing ourselves to continue to be treated badly by others. That's what boundaries can help us with. In doing my own work, I was able to maintain that boundary and pull my power back to me, which is really what we are here to do. Stand in our own power, which can be a beautiful example for others. Then I can come from a place of love for myself and then love for others. That's quite a bit different than trying to get their love and approval, which I'd done most of my life, right? Because all that does is cause resentment and continued anger. I was able to soothe my anger by giving it an outlet, and we are going to talk about how to do that now. So let's get into the fourth step. And I do want to say there is a worksheet to go with it that you can find on the podcast resource page. And the link will be in the show notes on your podcast app here and on my website also. Now, these four steps that I'm going to share with you are part of the radical forgiveness technology. And before we dive into these particular four steps, I'm going to share about three stages of an anger management process of forgiveness that Colin Tipping shared uh, before we do this four steps. Now, the four step process is called the emergency process. And I'm going to tell you it's emerge. Like, you know, just we talk about the emergency room, but this is emerge, E-M-E-R-G-E dash, then an N dash S-E-E. So we emerge and we see. So I love that part. Okay, here is what Colin shared. Before we get into that emergency process, we're going to talk about three stages of an anger management process of forgiveness. So. These are the words from Colin Tippy. If we are grounded in the radical forgiveness philosophy that says we are always accountable for what happens in our lives and that in spite of how things appear, nothing wrong or right is happening, then our emotional response will, given a little cooling down time, perhaps be very different. Now that is not to say that we as ordinary human beings will not have the kind of response that most people have when shit happens like I did. I responded by going, what the hell? But as we process the event, the radical forgiveness idea will come to be part of the mix, and it will begin to modify our response, which at that point goes into shift, S-H-I-F-T, happens. Transformation occurs. But between the shit happens and the shift happens, When we are still feeling like victims, like I was, and have yet to cool down, we may have to manage the anger or whatever intense feelings are arising in that moment. Now you do this in three stages, and Colin again calls this an anger management process for the forgiveness work. 
The first one, stage one, is recognize the feeling. Acknowledge to yourself that you are angry. Bear in mind that anger is a secondary emotion and is usually sitting on top of another emotion, such as hurt, like mine was. Sadness, jealousy, fear, resentment, disappointment, just to name a few. Anger is used as a way to cover up the real pain and protect the heart. So if you are aware, you might be able to identify that emotion under the anger. If not, that's okay. Just feel what you can feel. Stage two is accept the feeling. Be okay with the feelings and love yourself for having it. I know that takes a little practice. You are a human being and it is natural that you feel anger in this moment. Like I was, it would be natural when my dignity and my integrity is being tested. Don't judge it. Remember, there is no such thing as a negative emotion. It only becomes negative when you deny, suppress, or repress it. Emotions give you feedback about whether you are lowering or raising your vibration. So they all serve a good purpose. They cover a wide range from utter despair to perfect bliss, and we are all given the capacity to feel them. Who are we to say that any one of them is bad? Stage three, express how you feel. Find a safe way to get the feelings out of your body by doing something physical, like speaking it out loud, like talking to someone, crying, shouting, beating cushions. I love the tennis racket to the bed. That's my favorite ever. And then any other kind of explosive kind of activity, you know, stomping, running can do that. But some way that you can use your voice. Because the voice along with like screaming into the pillow or screaming into the car is really helpful. And you can have someone with you to be a witness or not. Now the caveat to stage three is delaying the expression of the feeling. Now this may not be necessary. So if it's okay to express it in the moment, I encourage you to do so. But If it wouldn't be appropriate, if it wouldn't be appropriate to do it right then, delaying the expression of it until it is safe to let go is is really good. But please do not use the delay as an excuse to avoid expressing it. That would be denial of it. And that's what suppresses it and represses it and makes it toxic. Now, to get back to shift happens. The secret to making this transition happen is this emergency four-step process. Again, it's not like emergency room. It's three parts. Emerge, E-M-E-R-G-E, dash N, dash S-E-E. This four-step emergency process was developed to be used right at the moment something upsetting happens or immediately after having gone through like these three stages that I mentioned. So those stages again are recognizing the feeling, accepting the feeling, and then expressing how you feel. Now, not about expressing anger to someone else, but being able to do it in a healthy, safe way. Now, what I suggest as we go into this emergency process is I suggest you memorize the four statements. I did this by writing it on a post-it note and by those little index cards, and I kept it with me everywhere I went. And now I put it on my bookmarks. Here are the four statements in the process, and I'm going to go into each one in a little bit more depth. 
Number one is look what I created. Number two, I notice my judgments and I love myself anyway. Number three, I am willing to see the perfection in the situation. Emphasis on willing. And number four, I choose the power of peace. Now we can use these when we're running late. Then like someone cuts us off in traffic or is driving so slow. We can also use them when someone has ticked us off. That one can be tricky, but as you get to know the forgiveness process, you will find some liberation by using these four steps. Now the first step, look what I created. This is about taking responsibility for your part. Even though we want to blame the other person, remember that's giving them your power. So when we say, look what I created, even if it's through clenched teeth, because we still want to blame the other person, this actually brings our energy back to us. It brings our power back just by making this statement. Now, the second statement is, I notice my judgments and I love myself anyway. This is about giving yourself some grace for being human and showing the willingness to let go of those feelings of perfectionism or judgment or whatever it is that we're feeling. Okay. The third statement, I am willing to see the perfection in this situation. Now, this one can be a challenge for some people. Yet again, it's about that word willingness, as it can soften even the harshest judgment. Willing changes the chemicals in our brain. Our brain doesn't quite know what to do with it, so it makes it really helpful to open the space that we need to have that shift. And then the fourth one, by the time I get here, I love it. I choose the power of peace. This is where we make a choice to change the feeling from anger to peace. By the time I get here, I can usually feel more space in my chest and heart, and the tension has eases, even in a little bit. Keep repeating these four steps either in your head or out loud, until the peace becomes tangible in your body. (sighs) Like that, taking a deep breath, or you start to feel your shoulders not so heavy, or you can just feel your throat relax or your head relax. It's at that point, the shift will have occurred and your anger will have transformed. The worksheet that we will link in the show notes goes into a bit more detail and it guides you further into the process. What I like about it is when something is really bothering you and it's sticking with you like someone hurting your feelings or you aren't being heard or you are feeling angry or when you're just really upset about something and you don't quite know what it is, doing the worksheet is a game changer for your energy. Now again, I encourage you to memorize these four steps. That is really what helped me through the feelings as I was processing them with a family. After I allowed myself to express my anger by using a tennis racket to the bed and then screaming into the pillow and then talking it out with my inner circle, right? Then I was able to do the four steps. And here they are again. Number one, look what I created. Number two, I notice my judgments and I love myself anyway. Number three, I am willing to see the perfection in this situation. I am willing 
to see the perfection in this situation. And number four, I choose the power of peace. I hope that you will let me know what you feel about this process. Try it out. And please reach out to me by email or social media and let me know what you think about it, how you feel it helped you. And then also download the worksheet that's on the resource page. Try it out. Let me know. Take care. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did enjoy it, would you do me a favor and share this episode and then follow us on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss one episode of the Forgive Yourself podcast, where every Friday you will get tips, tools, and stories so that you can turn your pain into peace. Take care. Thank you.